1: Either Logan Thompson or Riley Smith will be available on Saturday following injuries in Thursday night's VGK road win in Calgary. Hi again, everyone. Tony D'Asco along with Chris Golick. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day, your team every single stinking day. And you can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony D'Asco, at TD Chris G. And Lockdown Golden Nice is the place to be right there on YouTube. So, Chris, Riley Smith and Logan Thompson, here we go again. Same old story, broken record, injuries. Uh, Both left the game in VGK's 3-2 victory on the road. It was their sixth consecutive uh, road win last night. Um, And it's pretty alarming because Bruce Cassidy said following the game that he already knew that neither of those players would be available for Saturday night's game in Edmonton
0: that's that's definitely a concern right um he's usually pretty pretty coy about injuries and he doesn't like to be asked about injuries after the game but obviously injuries of this magnitude two injuries of this magnitude you knew ashley had to ask that question and bruce i mean is as honest as he could have been and the fact that now he's saying neither most likely available on saturday that's a concern um logan thompson it looks like it's a hamstring issue that's what people were, were saying. Obviously. Same type of injury, it looks like. Hopefully, he finds a way back. Hopefully, we'll get lucky, but I'm trying not to uh, assume it's a season-ending situation for Logan Thompson.
1: Well, at least, you know, he'll have Saturday off and then take your time. And after VGK clinches and wraps things up, uh, do you need to keep driving them? That's going to be the bigger question, I think. You know, they're going to play for positioning, uh, but right now, and is it a case, you hate to say this, but did Logan Thompson come back too soon?
0: I'll I'll argue against that. So I was concerned, if you recall, right around the all-star break. Um Shay Theodore played in the back to back, I believe. Zach Whitecloud came back after the break. But like my question with regards to Theodore was why would he come back right before the all-star break when you have, you know, however long the what, 10 days off or whatever the number was? after that because obviously he wasn't going he wasn't going to be part of the all-star game so you have to trust that the medical staff is doing the right thing advising the coaches of the right thing and keeping the players best interest and honestly this might be the type of thing where it doesn't matter if he took off 45 days 25 days or 65 days you know if he can get through it he can get through it unfortunately it might need surgery to get through it now and did coming back last night instead of coming back next week be the reason that happens i don't know i honestly don't know I, I
1: hope not but we'll see
0: not sure what's happening here but i think we got something interesting coming with Tony. i know
1: nothing i know nothing
0: oh okay right
1: um that's what that said uh because all of a sudden so, <laughs> so cassie just goes i know nothing i know nothing and you know uh it could be something you know with his pre but i know nothing i know absolutely nothing uh, but 37 big saves for LT and then hey, the great uh, game. first game back, first game back since February the 9th. So yep. that was a terrific game. Was it the best game that you've seen all season long? Because I know that I was thought I
0: thought after the first 14 minutes of the game, I was 14 minutes of the game. I was a genius. I when mean, they, they got to good starts. Yeah, um, yeah, they had some some luck on their side, so to speak, with was uh, that, uh, puck the, luck? the kick in the disallowed goal. Yeah. Uh, was it puck a little luck? bit of puck luck? A little bit of puck luck. I mean, I don't know their goals they got were really nice. You saw, we'll hit the recap more in the second segment. But I felt good, you know, after the first few minutes of the game about my prediction and this would be a really strong effort. And listen, you look at the defensive side of the game; it was a very strong effort, right? I mean, technically four pucks got behind the goalies, but one of them uh, was that was a pretty blatant kick, like like twice, like both kicks looked like they were blatant with that winning. And, and then the pet the net off the moorings that was. That might There might be a little WT huff about that one in the third segment, but that was um, that was a very strange way for Logan Thompson to approach that, to skate to the ref, to the liney over on the blue line. Like, So there's two things wrong with that situation there. One, no one saw the net was off. Fine, whatever. There's instant replay. LT, chill outs. But I think what he was trying to do was get the linesman's attention beforehand, like before the play came back. So with the play on the air side of the like, let's say the Vegas Golden Knights would have scored a goal in that sequence right the goal is good the goal is good because the, the VGK net being off hit ha, has nothing to do with anything obviously you cannot score a goal or be scored on when your net is off so lt a little bit of um a little bit of youngster um no not enough patience there Not not of stamina for lt there and
1: cassidy did have a little bit of a sense of humor when he said well i wish that he wouldn't have just skated off so he could get yeah, I with, saw like, that. a little <laughs> bit more time so that quick could get onto the uh, the ice a little bit sooner. Yeah, LT uh, don't
0: care at that point.
1: <laughs> what uh, what about the Riley Smith injury? I know nothing. Uh,
0: so at first I thought there was like a rib situation or something like that happening because he got hit pretty good, uh, shoulder almost like like right under the arm, and he went down kind of awkwardly. Um, Coach Cassidy called it a lower body situation. When you watch the hit, like it's kind of hard to see. Like, he didn't land awkwardly or directly on anything, so I, I don't know exactly what's happened. No one knows what's happened. Well, people do, but they're not going to say anything, obviously. So the the glass half-full approach, that happened in the second period of the game. Riley Smith came out for a single shift in the third period, and unfortunately, he went straight back down the tunnel. So the hope, at least on my side, was whether they did a quick x-ray or did what, however they quickly look at someone to see what's going on, they found nothing major. They didn't see a broken bone. They didn't, you know, see something that was going to be like, okay, you got to not go back in this game. So I'm hoping this is just some soreness, a little tender, just couldn't maybe get enough of a push off going on. You really hope that there's not something major that's going to come out of that. I'm really hoping, uh, you know, a couple days, let's see what happens. And then, you know, come Monday, Tuesday, next week, we'll get a better outlook for Riley Smith, maybe making a return as early as next week, some point that's, You know, no disrespect to Logan Thompson, but we've been getting it done without him. Roddy Smith, I think, would be an even more catastrophic blow right now than Logan Thompson. I mean that with no disrespect whatsoever.
1: Wow. Yeah. Second uh, in scoring goals on this team. And he had that nine game point streak uh, broken in that contest as well. Last night, Uh, we saw Jonathan Quick. There was a good push (laughs) by the Flames, uh, but not enough. Was it uh, weak? Was it weaker? Who put that shot right into the crest? There, sort of late, with about a minute. I was
0: working when it was happening, so I'm like kind of looking off to the screen while I'm, while I'm working, trying to see what's uh, what's going on. I saw the sequence. I don't know who shot it, but um, you know, quick, um, it went to the it went to the crest, but quick also came out to challenge, which is part of the reason why that went right in the crest. So, you know, he definitely did a good job cutting the angle down. But I thought quick got hurt. I don't, know, Tony, if you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you
1: that. I know he nothing. Twisted. I,
0: I know nothing. He so in one of those last sequences, right around when we what you're saying, he kind of got put not, not bumped hard or anything. It was just a play, n- nothing dirty or anything like that. But he went down and like his right side twisted as he went back. And I'm like, Oh my god, are we gonna? I thought an e bug. I, I honestly thought the e bug was gonna have to get dressed and make an appearance at that point, right there. That was um absolutely freaking wild. There you go. Do you freaking, think he tweaked do you think
1: he tweaked something?
0: Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, he was able to finish the game, but you got adrenaline and all sorts of things happening. Maybe the fact that he wasn't stretched out maybe is why he didn't get hurt on that play. I don't know. Like, it's I don't nothing. I don't know nothing. <laughs> it's
1: just pretty funny, though, how uh, VGK has made all the right moves. Again, they bring Logan Thompson, and they bring Laurent Brossois on this road trip with just that. practicing. Right? So... Now, whose turn is it? In oh, it's quick. I think quick goes Saturday. first.
0: I think they're going to be careful with Larry because, uh, Laurent Bressois. I mean, look what happened. He, you know, now he's a different situation, much different than Logan Thompson because, yes, Bressois only played a couple of games at the NHL level and got hurt, but he had been active for months, I believe, at that point with the Henderson Silver Knights because he came back around late October, early November, got shelled early, right? So he's, he goes on the conditioning stint to Henderson has to get called up by the rule, by the way it works, gets called up, immediately gets sent on waivers with the purpose of the AHL. No one would even touch him. And then it makes sense. No disrespect, but you know, he just simply, you know, wasn't informed yet. And then he found his game at the AHL level. We saw that with the golden Knights. He, he had a good game going. He had a good situation going. And then that just made, I mean, that, that some of the saves in that game against the Dallas stars are some of the best I've ever seen in my life, live. So we know Bressois has a gear right now, but how tender is he going to be? I mean, is there a line on seeing Yuri Patera again as a VGK this year? Think about that for a second. Whoa.
1: Yeah, I was thinking. I know, Aiden, and again, Aiden Hill. is Aiden but, Hill skating yeah. now? So they're going a- to live. We the didn't even talk line. about Aiden Hill through all this. Like, what's going on here? This is <laughs> the script writes guy? itself, guys. The script writes itself. <laughs> I know. So Chris uh, texted me last night. He just goes, The script wrote itself for tomorrow's show. And coming up next, we'll go according to that script. We're going to talk about uh, last night's game. We'll go a little bit more in depth on that. And don't forget coming up later. Stay with us because WTF, it's a banger, as they say in the biz. That's coming up in the final segment today. (laughs) You're listening and watching Locked On Golden Knights. No matter how the game went. Anytime that you take the field or the ice, in this instance, right, you've got a chance at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you are hiring, then you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find the quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements and otherwise you just don't pay. And Indeed is uh, spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with all the right skills that you need. One powerful hiring partner, and they can help you to do it all. Indeed partners with you every step of the hiring process. They find great talent through the time-saving tools, through Indeed Instant Match, through assessments and virtual interviews. And uh, make sure that you check it out. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent, according to ComScore. Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Four times more hires than any other job and all the other job sites, I should say, according to Talent Nest. Join the more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire their talent very fast. So start hiring right now with a $75 uh, sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com locked on. And the offer is valid through March 31st. Again, Indeed.com/lockedon to claim your $75 credit before next week, in March the 31st. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golic from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us again wherever podcasts are available, and check out the YouTube channel Locked On Golden Knights. So, Chris, last night I made a promise that I would never, ever, ever be caught up there in the hockey press box. And that's why I was for the NCAA tournament. I was with the overflow media. A lot of us scrubs were upstairs. Hey, by the way, so the NC2A, I got to point this out. It's not even WTF time yet. And I don't drink, but I feel for all those poor souls that couldn't find any liquor. You couldn't find any liquor right there. Uh, the only place that they had liquor inside t-mobile arena it was upstairs at Hyde lounge that was it why because all my scrub friends were up there too so that was fun i went up and went by there to say i mean but why
0: you couldn't like go to like the regular concession and get a beer
1: you could get a beer or wine but you could not get hard liquor oh c double a you know like okay they let us they let us slide a little bit here in vegas on the gambling side because now that's legal like okay but what are these the prohibition days for crying out loud this is wtf you can't
0: get hard anywhere
1: else no any nowhere else that was it the only place was Hyde lounge and i swear it was locked down and that nice woman a woman that's up there in uh in the press box i don't know you probably know or see her whatever we had a little wager because i said hey can I get to hide lounge through here? Cause I just feel kind of awkward. Oh, I know a
0: shortcut you can do. I know a shortcut. So I
1: did the shortcut. Did you and she goes, you're not getting in. I said, what do you, I know nothing. I know nothing. She goes, you will not get into the lounge. And I'm like, yeah, I am right like, behind I'll, the curtain. I, I will.
0: Right yeah, behind the the curtain, curtain, through the curtain.
1: The curtain was locked, locked down. Everything was, <laughs> everything was shut down. So I did see my man, Tommy there, the general manager and, uh, and all my then good friends good. up there. And so I, yeah, so I went in and I hung out in there and it was fun. But that was the only place to get booze. If you're going to the championship game on Saturday, then make sure that you buy a ticket. You have to buy a ticket to go in there. You can't go in any other way but to have a ticket that you purchased to go in there because the 2 is still a little bit, I don't know, whack, a little whack. Okay, where were, oh, where were we again? Oh, yeah. We want to recap, recap last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So um, I had another question, too, because I was watching hockey, but I'm watching basketball live and I'm watching another basketball game live. And it was just so much fun. This is March Madness. Uh, Paul Cotter, is he injured? It, it the, the way that well, the way that the way that Cassidy uh, started going and swaying and moving a little bit. When he got to Cotter, he said he was out tonight. He did not say healthy scratch. He said he was out tonight. I don't know if you I mean that. I
0: hear what you're saying. I think he was just simply saying he drew out, but maybe, I mean listen, he drew we'll, out. okay. if, um, if Ron Berger
1: phrase gets called up on an emergency, then we'll know it, we'll know something else is happening. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, OK, so 16, three and two in their last 21 games. 16, three and two is this team, this VGK team peaking at the right time.
0: Oh, I definitely think so. I mean, they're obviously peaking right, right now. Um, I'm curious about the second period in, in the last game, because this will continue their streak. So again, second period, they, uh, they push, which is a good thing. So now that they've only lost, I think four times in the second period, post all-star break, which is kind of cool. Um, they're definitely peaking right now. Are they peaking a little bit too early? I don't think so. I don't think there is such a thing when you're down to a, uh, you know, less than the teens, you know, 10 games left in the season right now. So Hopefully they can find a way to secure the division, but I mean, looking at the standings, like your gift for securing the division right now is a matchup against Winnipeg. Honestly, Nashville can surpass. I would come on Nashville. Let's go. Give me uh give me the Cody Glass Revenge Tour instead of going against Connor Hellebuck. Please, Nashville. Let's find a way. Or Seattle might even fall out of it too. They're still slumping right now, so still slumping. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Peaking. Th- th- there's
1: no wrong time to peak. No wrong time to peak right now. Okay, VGK with a little bit of a uh, lineup shift last night. Um, so we saw, uh, again, Stevenson, Kessel, and Wah. Uh, the return I'll of go. Nick Wah a goal. How about that?
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, it was go. nice. Uh, Stevenson starts, or no, Nick Wah starts with a four check on the boards, um, gets it to Stevenson, gets it to Kessel, right back to Wah, who knew exactly what to do with it as he got in tight right there. So, you know, that's another line at least for a few minutes we'll see uh, if one of those um if kessel and or nick wa get the bump to replace Roddy smith right now um i mean i think you almost have to do that unless i mean i don't know paul cotter can you imagine if line two is all of a sudden carlson dorothy of cotter like is that a is that a possibility right now i don't know i don't know i mean I it's what, um what they come out cassidy has got some like, like you hate to see them mess with all four of the lines to you know, to make that work. I mean, maybe this is the spot where you like you drop Bart so down and maybe you put Cotter back up on that first line. Something along those lines, you really? know, because Cotter has had some time up on the first line. So okay. I don't know. There's
1: a couple different ways they can attack this right now. Uh, Calgary 018 and 3 when trailing after two periods. That second period was just blah. It was lackluster. Which is fun. But, but I think VGK essentially knocked Calgary out of the playoffs because now they're uh, six uh, six points back of Winnipeg now because uh, Winnipeg had a win, right? And then – They played uh, three
0: more games than Nashville, too, which hurts.
1: Yeah. So, in any event, though, I think Winnipeg, with the win coupled with the VGK victory over Calgary, um, and they're in single digits, nine or eight games left, I think, for Calgary. I think eight games. Nine, I mean, nine, nine. nine. Games, yeah, eight. Nine, yeah, okay. nine. So, that's going to be an uphill battle. So, in any event. A good defense for VGK. I know that uh, Cassidy had talked about that, allowing no odd man rushes uh, in that game.
0: Yeah, I mean the Flames had some good chances, but teams are, teams are always going to have some good chances. Um, I did feel, you know, very strongly that this would be, you know, one of the best VGK efforts of the season. And like I said, after the first period, I felt pretty strong about that still. Um, and then the game got, you know, strange down the stretch, but the defensive side was was there definitely only two goals against and technically four goals got in the net like we said earlier but one was the kick and one was the net being off so we can scratch those and another good defensive effort so you know you're almost looking like you got a little bit of um you know a plug and play in the goal right you know whoever is out next one goes in and the defense does their job goalie has got to go in there and simply make their layups right now and that's what Jonathan Quick's gonna need to do for a little bit and Laurent Persois and all of a sudden, now we're hoping Aiden Hill is uh, on the mend right now. We we forgot about Aiden Hill for for a minute there, and now also we need Aiden Hill back because so you Cassidy. don't know which goalie's going to go down. Cassidy also forgot about him. He's just yeah, uh,
1: he's just he's out.
0: forgot Aiden Hill. Patera's the other guy, like <laughs> the other guy. If there's one thing he should know: it's the
1: goalies in Vegas. I'm a, one of those guys that reads the box score like every every game, you know, and team effort and all that. VGK 32 block shots in that game last night. 32. So that's it's a crazy. terrific effort. Um were you surprised it really was not as physical as the first meeting?
0: A little bit. I mean, sure. You know, it there were well, some hits that. I mean meeting. Riley Smith got freaking thumped, but there wasn't right. a product of it being a mean and nasty game.
1: Right. No, it wasn't at all. And uh, VGK 0 for 1 on the power play. Because Paul Cotter was out. We didn't get the revenge fight. There you go. (laughs) We did not get the revenge fight. I know nothing. Uh, They gave up a power play goal, however, as well. Uh, Coming up again on Saturday, the first of two, one there uh, in the Great North. And then VGK and Edmonton will tangle here in Las Vegas and Connor McDavid, that's really the story there in Edmonton. And how are they going to stop him with this 60-goal season?
0: So here's just some intel here about Edmonton right now. They played two games this week. They played the Sharks. They played the Coyotes. They won both of those games. They played no games. In, I mean, if they play those two teams, are you really saying those are games? They won them in overtime as my points. They took overtime at home, fresh to beat the Sharks, to beat Arizona, and those are not exactly world beater types of teams right now. And you look at Edmonton is doing exactly what Edmonton does: they score a bunch of goals, they do some weird things with, um, you know, with with their defense. Like they lose four to seven against Toronto, they have to win six four against Seattle. Um, they're winning by scoring goals right now, not by keeping them out of their net right now. So I love watching McDavid. That's my favorite player in the world and the story that nothing's ever going to change that. But I like the situation that we're in with Edmonton in the Pacific because we get to see a lot of Connor McDavid. They are not going to be a threat. I'm sorry. They are. I I think I put a tweet out there. Or no, I said this on Facebook to somebody. The Edmonton Oilers are the lipstick on a pig version of the Buffalo Sabres. Okay. The Buffalo Sabres not been in the playoffs since 11, 12, whatever it is right now. And, you know, there's still a no danger of that happening this season or who knows what's going to happen next season. Edmonton Oilers, they got a much better roster and they did make it to make it to the conference finals. So they did take a step forward last season. But honestly, until they get their goaltending situation, they are not going to be a threat to win a Stanley Cup. They're not. I know Connor McDavid. I know Leandreis. I know these guys are the best of the best and you're not going to I'm not going to fight you on that. But I will fight you on their ability to keep the other teams from scoring. And in the playoffs, the goals go down. And by the way, Jonathan Quick played the Edmonton Oilers pretty well in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. If you you know haven't forgotten, in round one, shut him out once. Seven games. Two games in games, two goals against in game seven, and a couple other. Like, it was, you know, so Oilers are, are a very good team, but they are not a threat to even emerge from the West to
1: win a cup right now. I was trying to see if they would have to be uh, traveling – Playing another game, you know, put another game in there. You Friday wanted to get night. the schedule. I know, Tony. I know. I did take a look at the schedule. And again, their last game was uh, on Wednesday night against the Coyotes. Uh, they went two and one on their road trip and they lost to the Kraken. Um, oh, no. They beat the Kraken six to four. Yeah. No, six, yeah. It was so a weird swept game. So they were three and oh on this road swing. Oh, they come in with so much momentum. It's so rigged. So, so rigged. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to have our WTF. It is that time. What the Friday comes your way next. We'll have some of your comments. I know Chris will be firing away. We'll talk about that as we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. At the end of this weekend, we're going to have the Final Four in college basketball. But no liquor on the concourse, of course, at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, But we remind you that you need to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you could bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to the three-pointers that are drained. And, of course, they've got all sorts of player props, points, rebounds, assists, all of that. Plus, uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at the bigger payout with the same-game parley. So don't miss your chance to get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. To learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back. Tony Krodasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And uh, thanks for making us again your option, your first option. There's so many podcasts out there. And please check out the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. Chris does a phenomenal job on the YouTube channel. I just, you know, before we get into WTF, kudos, kudos to our lady friend, Taylor Swift, too, because... She donated a lot of money to Three Square here in Los oh, Angeles. Okay. Yep. So she's not just showing up and doing <clears throat> her show and cashing in at the hotel cage and taking off. So kudos for helping to cool. feed a lot of the folks here in southern Nevada at a time where they desperately need it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's a WTF on a good end, right? So I, I saw that I said WTF. Taylor Swift we were just talking about you on the show <clears throat> so I'm sure she listens I want to I'm sure she is uh WTF uh, so I did talk to a couple of reporters there some scribes that uh, cross over between hockey coverage and they did the hoops last night so I was talking to some of the fellas I had to follow up on our my little tirade how come we don't see assistant coaches being interviewed not accessible to reporters. VGK, what are you doing? WTF? And so uh, what has happened there is some of the reporters have made requests to talk to assistant coaches. And the answer from the PR folks is, uh-uh. you need to talk to Bruce Cassidy about that. Go to Cassidy. <laughs> no, we're just going to do it ourselves. <laughs> we're will cool. allow them to be <clears throat> interviewed. Come on, man. Come on. And, and uh, we did talk, you know, so Gerard Gallant did. Gallant said, you, whoever, who was the goalie coach at the time? Uh, Gallant said. I
0: forgot his a, name, but I know who you're talking right, about. Right.
1: You got a question about goaltending? Go talk to him. Right. I don't know no, you're, you are right about that. Right. You are right Absolutely. about that. Like, go talk to this guy. Go talk to that guy. And then DeBoer, again, they were conducting the press conferences themselves. He had the assistant coaches. Kudos to Peter DeBoer for doing that. Come on, Bruce. People want to know. They want answers to these questions. This is kind of lame. So far, I've been really in tune. I really like Cassidy. I like the swayometer. I like everything about Cassidy. But he's got to allow his assistant coaches to do uh, the media interviews. I hear you.
0: So I've got like six or seven on my list. I've been taking a list all week. So I'm going to give you two. No, no, no. Do them them
1: all. Do them all. I'm trying to preserve the voice. It's a little bit.
0: Okay, you do that, Tony. All right. So. You guys know by now I, I do the do the hockey card thing. So they put out young guns every year in the upper deck product, which is basically a rookie card.
1: Wait, wait, wait. This before year, you go on, before you go on, Chance the Raptor he tweeted at you. Yeah, we're, we're good buds. We go back. Okay. The mascot for VGK, which might be the lamest mascot, WTF, in oh, the entire chance is NHL. Awesome. Chances what, awesome. he do? nice chance. what does he do? What
0: does he do? Chance is good. You watch Chance for a game.
1: Okay, he works go the ahead. crowd.
0: He does this thing. Chance is a good dude. Me Sorry. and Chance go way back, all the way back, all the way back to Glendale Heights, Illinois. Me and Chance, and, and we in Illinois, we go way back. I know that. So, so okay. So where, where Tony's going with this is Chance has a card that we pulled, but it's not a young gun. It's not a rookie card. And we tweeted that out uh, earlier in the week. Chance uh, gave a little love back, which is kind of cool. So, Bowie—that's the mascot for the Seattle Kraken. He got a young gun this year. I think it's—he a he, I honestly don't know. He maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Either way. Bowie got themselves a young gun, but chance never got a young gun card. So WTF oh, upper deck. I want my chance young gun. Um, let's see. Here's another one watching the Oilers game the other night. What is with these idiots? Hope I can say idiots, but what is yeah, with yeah, these yeah. idiots holding up signs? So, you know, the camera is over, you know, overlooking the crowd or whatever on the East West shots. You have these morons in like the third row. Holding up signs, like turning around, facing the camera while the puck is in, with like messages on them and stuff. Like those people need to be thrown out of games for that. I mean, the idiots that stand up and wave and stuff—that's fine, whatever. I'll tolerate that because bozos are bozos. But you're gonna hold up a sign to distract people so the people behind you can't see. And we're talking about the game in Edmonton when it probably costs a thousand bucks to sit on the lower bowl by itself. So, WTF? Get those clowns out of here. Um, you can buy yourself, Tony. This is a, this is for you. I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here. You can now buy uh, some cherries gear at the at the um, at the Golden Knights stores. You can get your Bournemouth gear and everything. So uh, that was a big thing this week, big media campaign. So I'm sure you're very excited about that. Uh, WTF? Everyone making a big deal about Fanatics getting the game day jerseys? Like who cares? Why do you care that Fanatics are getting the game day jerseys? Like everyone's saying, oh, they're gonna rip open. They're using that picture of Paul Cotter Fanatics jerseys and. 23 24 right now. Like, just stop it, folks. Just stop making a big deal about nothing. Logan Thompson, what the heck are you doing? Uh, taking a little gander, trying to get the linesman's attention when there's a game going on. WTF Logan Thompson. And here's, here's, this is, this one tilts me, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm tilted right now on this one. Milan Lucic scores a goal last night. He scores a nice goal on a one timer, on a two on one rush, one of the few they gave up. My problem with the play, Braden McNabb and Milan Lucic, they are. Neck and neck at the opposite blue line. Braden McNabb, there's not a lot of people he'll he'll win a foot race against. Milan Lucci is in that category. And Lucci beat him down the ice. So Braden McNabb, how do you get beat on that? Like, that's the one thing no one was talking about on that play. And you know, that's like that'd be like me beating Tony in a race right now. You know, I'm sure we both got bad knees and we're a little past our prime, but I think Tony can definitely uh can definitely beat my back, my knees, my, um, my, my weights.
1: <laughs> so weight. I, okay. <laughs> I mean, call it what it is, folks. Call it All what right. it is. All right. WTF, WTF. Uh, we week. saw that, that, that. Yeah, that was terrific. That was great. <laughs> uh, WTF. <laughs> this is our therapy session. The NHLPA, they came out with that list where they polled players. And one of the areas I felt that they missed or lacked, I felt Jack Eichel should get some recognition As one of the top passers we talked about the poll. Jeez, well, one of the top passers, not in the top five. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl's terrific. He was first. Yeah, Uh, that guy, Patrice Bergeron, um, second, nineteen percent most complete player uh, behind Sidney Crosby. Uh, Sure. Where is Mister Two Hundred Foot Player in this poll? One of the, I mean, no one likes
0: Jack Eichel. Call it what it is. No, 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 no. no.
1: I I meant another two hundred foot player who they're comparing to Patrice Bergeron, the Hall of Famer. Where's he at? Uh, T-Mobile, the fifth best in ice behind uh, Bell Center, Rogers Place, Winnipeg, uh, Canadian Life Center, uh, the XL Center in St. Paul. Okay. So we got the second best ice in the
0: United States. That's pretty good.
1: (laughs) They're they're always complaining. Bad ice, bad ice, WTF. Maybe locally,
0: not not nationally.
1: Okay. Okay. again let's do wtfs of some of our followers a uh, gold team bad he likes me so so much lol tony the prediction aged well again wtf that was good um wtf from uh, tommy vegas at darth tommy 774 wtf why don't we ever give any credit to the gal who does the intro voice to your show show her some love do you even know who she is is she local no no she's not local no Uh but she got paid fifty
0: cents for the spot moving on.
1: Oh yeah, we need to we need to definitely find her, follow her, maybe Oh let's do a
0: campaign. We can give her a name. Let's give her a name. Let's go do a campaign. We'll name her.
1: Siri. Uh okay. WTF. This is AQ underscore VGK night seventy. WTF is happening with us scoring on power plays and having stronger second periods. You like that second period angle, right? Second uh, period
0: is great. Second period is awesome.
1: WTF at M-Mac N-V. WTF, why can't the Vegas-born Golden Knights have more easy wins? I'll stay to the end anyway. Tyler Hillman, stay WTF. Yourself, Pavel Faev has been absolutely phenomenal. Where has this guy been the whole time instead of dudes like Lachizan? That's a good one. That's a good one.
0: I think it's there's more to that, you know, as far as like call ups and exempt and all that stuff. But let I let get what they're this. saying.
1: Let me ask you this: I don't feel that Cassidy's in tune with the AHL players. I don't think he, he knows. doesn't he need him. to he be, he, watched, but he needs to be in tune like with Manny Bivaro. Yes, he, he needs is to be in tune, in tune with, with the Viveros. coach, all right? And then I am curious about Rimmen that relationship. Is, oh yeah, you too, right? Because every time there's a call up, well, I just went with a recommendation, but exactly if you knew the players a little bit better, should he take more time to learn the players? Should he allow his assistant coaches to be interviewed? WTF?
0: I mean, we can't listen. We're first in the West. We got, which would leave Cassidy alone. Um, Let's see. And that, by the way, the WTF was courtesy of my good friend, William, uh, who hit me up like three days ago about uh, the Bowie one and stuff like that. So, William, <laughs> thank you very much. And happy early birthday, William, if you're going to listen to the show. Let's see if you make it this far. I'll test you here. Uh, I got one more. So, Tony, I wrote this down, actually. You were talking about this. So you mentioned your good friend, apparently, friend of the program, Taylor Swift, like 40-plus songs in her set list and stuff. 44. So Pearl Jam, one of
1: my favorite bands. In- Complete songs. Yeah. Complete songs. Not like mashups. Not right. Like- no, that's amazing. You know, where they just hold the mic out there and the audience sings. No, right. No, no. I she, hear what you're saying. If, if yeah. they're not doing, she, yeah. So she, she delivered and she spent money and gave money to the food bank. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. So Pearl Jam, favorite band, favorite band in the world, you know, they play a different set list every single night of their tour. And it's not like pre planned, it's nothing, whatever. So if they play three straight shows, you know, if they play 75 to 80 songs, You're going to hear 50 plus different songs. You're not just going to hear Jeremy and black and all the the popular songs, but then like other bands have come through, like you read their set list. They play the same set every single night. They're in and out in 90 minutes, not 91 minutes, not 89 minutes. Their show is so choreographed. So WTF to these cookie cutter bands that don't make their live shows interesting. Like I want to be surprised when I go to a concert. I don't want to know what song they're playing first. I don't want to know what the closing song is. I don't want to know what the encore songs are. I just want to be surprised and enjoy the gig. So I'm taking my kid to wrestling time. We're going to SmackDown tonight, Tony. I'm going to SmackDown MGM tonight. Can you believe this?
1: Wait, wait, wait. So there's wrestling tonight too here in our city. Yeah, that
0: was the good thing is it's like 445 because it's obviously more Eastern East Coast time zone. So traffic shouldn't be terrible. But I'm actually thinking about parking at Sahara and taking the monorail down.
1: What's uh What's the song that uh, Pearl Jam? Not Last Kiss? Is that the name of that song? Last
0: Kiss. Last Kiss. Yeah, that was the yeah that that's a real popular song. That, that's it's actually kind of their a... commercially their most uh, successful song. Believe it or not. And that
1: was the song that Eddie Vedder at the Thomas and Max Center, I believe, was at the Thomas and Max show, or was that at the MGM? It was at the MGM. He forgot the lyrics to that. Song. Oh, he always does that. Yeah, that, that that's um <laughs> yeah.
0: no. So he has Tony. Oh uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. You know, Eddie Vedder does have a condition. He Drinks oh. too much wine, too much wine at his shows.
1: Oh, he would have been fine, yeah. He would have been fine then over <laughs> at T Mobile because you could find beer and wine, but no liquor.
0: That happened to me once, it uh, really fast. i I'm a f- former musician, we, you know, bands, whatever. We were actually a Pearl Jam tribute band a long time ago. And wait, I wait, 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 drinks. wait,
1: wait. What instrument does Chris Ballard play? Bass, we didn't know this,
0: yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been in Green Day, Pearl Jam tribute uh green day pearl jam foo fighters nirvana tribute bands i haven't okay. done it in about five six years but
1: wow you need to break out the guitar and i'm I'll thinking break about out the cowbell and we'll be i'm
0: we great. i'm sure we can get a good gig all right take us on we got less than a minute let's go home.
1: thank everyone fun for week fun day. week we appreciate, yeah a great week for us all uh have a terrific weekend wherever you're going be safe out there on the streets here in vegas because there's a yeah, lot a happening lot especially lot if you are going to the strip From my man chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco, and we'll see you again Monday right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.